Welcome to Rule One Sports Talks with Tyler Harkins and Austin Quarters. Austin, how are you doing today, buddy? I'm doing good. Staying busy like usual. How about yourself? Yeah, doing the same. Uh, obviously, having a having a fun couple of weeks with Rule One. Uh, getting to put it, you know, a lot into our company, and uh, I think you know our athletes are going to be excited with some of the new things we're going to be bringing in, and uh, you know, potential athletes that are going to be joining us. Um, for them as well yeah absolutely and uh counting down the days here to the ushl draft so that's exciting for a lot of our guys yeah for sure uh just so our listeners know here just a couple of things that rule one does um that you know are beneficial to our athletes is we're an advising company so we help the you know we help our athletes find a junior team uh, maneuver through the landscape because it's not the easiest thing. You know, we're lucky to have gone through it. I mean, you played five years of juniors. I got two in and uh, you know, we, we became comfortable with the, with the layout of it, but it's, you know, it's intimidating to some people that you know haven't been through it before. Yeah. And you know what, there's being so many different teams and so many different leagues. Now it's always good to have someone in your corner, you know, kind of helping you out and uh, kind of leading you in the right direction, whether that be juniors, college or professional hockey. Yeah, absolutely. Um, as well as advising, you know, we like to bring in the strength and conditioning aspect um, to our company. So we work with Strength by Nietzsche, who does workouts for us and uh, individualized plans. And, you know, that's something that we uh, firmly believe is, you know, going to help you get to the next level, obviously working on your strength and whatnot. Yeah, definitely. I know Jake pushes our guys very hard and uh, we've gotten some really good feedback seeing seeing some guys take some tremendous, tremendous strides over the last year or so. So um, I'm glad we're working with him. Yeah, for sure. All right. So now we've got our special guest, Dawson DiPietro. Uh Pretty excited to have him on. So let's turn it over to him. So here we have Dawson DiPietro. Thanks for joining us, my man. Uh, Dawson and I go back a long time. I'm pretty sure our first sleepover together as little kids was actually together, uh, you know, playing mini sticks, wreaking havoc. Uh, just doing the things that kids do. So thanks for jumping on with us today, buddy. Yeah, man, no problem. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, good to be here. And, yeah, our first uh, sleepover seems like it was yesterday. We had some good times. Now old and uh, getting into the real world now. So thanks for having me on. Yeah, abso- actually, just a uh, quick jab at you. I'm pretty sure our first sleepover, you had to, like, call your parents or something and get picked <laughs> up, but, you know. I don't think I made it through the night, but uh, we weren't <laughs> supposed to say that, but it's okay. Hey, Dawson, all you got to say is you beat them in points by a lot at Team Ohio, so that's all that matters. We don't really know what happened. We think maybe <laughs> someone in the points was just marking down points for me. I have no idea how many ghosts. Yeah. We Gabe don't think Lamp- it's humanly possible. We don't think <laughs> it's humanly possible that Gabe Lampron could have been that many points behind us in the same line. <laughs> <laughs> Dawson, you were scoring points for us and the other team, and they were counting for both. It was incredible. I was getting two assists. You know how there's two assists every goal? They were giving me both assists. <laughs> That's golden. Yeah, so uh, so Team Ohio, you know, that was that was pretty cool because, obviously, you were on that Kent team. I think it was Kent, right, Team Kent? And then I was on Team Ohio, the yep. powerhouse. Uh, you know, us going back a long hmm, time in okay. our <laughs> – our our dads being friends and all, you know, we kind of we kind of made that happen. Uh, you're welcome, Patrick Metzger, for sure. He's yeah. definitely welcome for what we did for the organization. But that was welcome. yeah, that was pretty cool when we uh, when we got to play together again from you know our first time at the Barons. 
Yeah, to give the listeners like a little background, like obviously like our dads and friends when we got here, I moved to Ohio when I was young and uh, yeah, we played together a bunch of different places, kind of bounced around a bunch of different places and then uh, got to a certain age where we just, our parents decided to meet up and kind of create a team and uh, like we were too young and and ended up creating a team called Team Cleveland. That was kind of the younger parents team and uh, played on that team together and continued to play growing up and we kind of... uh, went to different high schools and then because we wanted to play together, we were good buddies and we had a bunch of, we had a bunch of guys at team Kent and a bunch of guys at team Ohio. And it just didn't feel, it wasn't right to have uh, guys split on a pre post team. Might as well put one, one real good team together. So somehow Tyler decided that he was going to just get me and uh, some of the guys from that team over to team Ohio. I don't know how it happened or how, how I, left there but we basically joined the two teams and then uh, the rest was history and pat pat metzger and uh, called it team ohio and went to nationals that year had a great year and um yeah it was just a really good time yeah no doubt and that was uh you know i don't i don't want to step too far ahead but do you you know do you want to talk about your high school at all obviously you had an unbelievable career in high school for walsh jesuit it was definitely fun to play against you and kind of watch you go through that. I know you scored uh, probably on every breakaway penalty shot that you were given in high school. And not, not exactly the same amount of breakaway goals I scored today. I'm not too good at those. But, uh, yeah, I played for Walsh Jesuit. Um, decided to go there. I knew a lot of people there. Um, played for Pat McKendry and uh, had a good three, great three years there. And then obviously playing Team Ohio at the same time. But Walsh was fun. Played against you at River. Played against you at Eds. Um, two great teams. I'll never forget when you walked Evan Walba. And and we can find some video of that. That'd be great. But um, I was on the ice and I never seen anything like it. But um, great goal that you scored there. But um, I don't know why I always remember the worst parts. But uh, that, was, that was like an overtime uh, winner too. So that was great. <laughs> Oh, there you go. Rub it in my face more. Uh, so, yeah, it was a good time, and um, we had a we had a good time. And then I uh, just kind of continued from there and went in, went to left and went to Bell Tire and then um, continued on my hockey career for sure. Yeah, no doubt. And then um, obviously a strong year at Bell Tire. You, you played with some good players um, at that team. And then I think that was a good year of development for you too, because you got to be away from home. Uh, you stepped away from high school, you know, when you were ready. And then uh, obviously it led you to have, you know, going into juniors where you definitely had a successful career there. Um, and you were, you were a product of the North American hockey league, a null guy. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not uh, really the uh, exact route that you hear a lot of guys um, that sign pro contracts take. Like I, I kind of took a bit of a, I was a bit of a late bloomer and you know that kind of speaks to like a lot of hockey players out there, but uh, left, uh, left Ohio, went to go play at Bell Tire AAA because uh, they were one of the teams that were after me hard and went to, and had some success there, played with some really good players. Um, <clears throat> and uh, a lot of those guys still playing today, Jalen Chatfield, Jake Slaker at Michigan, uh, a lot of guys that have had success in the hockey world. So, um, had a good, uh, it was a good jump for me, stepping stone, and then was able to kind of make it to uh, the North American Hockey League. And I bounced around quite a bit in the NA and got some good stories but that we can touch on. But um, at the end of the day, the North American Hockey League did well for me and kind of always say it brought me from being a boy to a man, which is 
true, but it was still a lot of a lot of that time period where you go through that that nineteen to twenty one grow up and mature. So it was a real good thing for me. Yeah, absolutely. And um, this is actually just like my favorite part about you: the fact that you you did play for a bunch of null teams and uh, you had you had success though everywhere you went, man. It was like. It was like, throw him yeah. to the wolves, he'll come out leading the pack. And obviously you had, you know, you kept doing that and you kept playing great, um, which is cool. So you played in the, you played in the playoffs for the Null and that's, that's pretty special. I feel like, um, you know, getting a chance to compete for a championship. How were those games? Did you feel like it really, it really jumped up in like uh, the effort level from everyone and the, the, you know, the competitiveness? Yeah, for sure. The the Null was a good stepping stone for me. Um, didn't get the opportunity to play in the USHL at first, so I went to the NA. Never actually got the opportunity to play in the USHL, but I played in the NA and I played uh, in the playoffs. Um, had a real good team when I was in Janesville. We played in playoff hockey, and uh, it was super intense. Uh, loved playing those games. Um, a really good league, uh, a real good place Janesville was to me. Uh, played three other places too, but uh, at the end of the day, like the games are gritty, uh, taught me a lot. I'm, I'm kind of a more of a skilled forward. So it, it was kind of good for me to play in the NA because it taught me um, a bit of a different game that you got to go to the hard areas, um, protect the puck. I really started to put on size, add grit to my game. And that's what makes me a, the player that I am today. And I'm not sure I would have developed that had I went somewhere else. So I really do thank the for what they did for me and that, that type of league. So I think it, it really rounded out my game for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, <clears throat> following that, like going to Western, um, did, I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure you redshirted your freshman year. Is that correct? Yeah, I redshirted my freshman year. Uh, kind of a crazy story. Like you don't really hear that in hockey, more of a football term. Uh, <clears throat> just ended up having a really good team that year. I think uh, we – really turned it around we had like an eight win team the year before and I was coming in and thinking I was going to get some ice time and then all of a sudden uh, we actually were a number two ranked team going into the NCAA tournament that year got upset in the first round but I only played one game that year and but still had a point Um, but uh, (laughs) it was uh, it was it was a good year of experience for me and I really uh, I put on a lot of weight um, grew understood really grew to understand the game when I got to Western I always joked people I didn't even know what a neutral zone regroup was uh if you're familiar with the term but uh pretty important thing in hockey but I don't think you knew what the uh, so obviously I had to learn no I didn't and uh there's a clip of coach Murray actually pointing to the D zone showing me what it was I always joke with Metzger my high school coach at Walsh we played a game against Ignatius and they were the best team in the state and man we really didn't have a prayer of beating them but he said here's what you got to do this game. And before the game, he brought me out. He said, I don't want you to come back past the red line. <laughs> Every player's dream. I'm like, he was crazy. I said, I said, what? The re- What's red line? Like the, you mean like the, don't come past the goal line? He said, no, 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 the red line. Like stay out in the ozone. So we tried to stay out. So I tried to, it actually worked. We scored the first goal, but then uh, they won 10 to one. So it didn't really work. Um, but I'll never, I'll never forget that. And you had that one goal. <laughs> And I did have the one goal. You, you didn't have to bring it up, but I did have the one goal. Um, and it did come from the breakaway, and I was not in the D zone. So it was a good, it was a good start to the game, but it didn't end up well. That's awesome. That's awesome. And then, uh, like, your sophomore year, I remember that was, like, your huge year. Your first year, you know, playing after the red shirt, that was a, a big year for you. 
Um, kind of how, yeah. how was that? Like how was taking a year, a year off, take, having so much learning time and then, um, you know, kind of grooming into the player, you know, that you've become? Yeah, so I don't play a hockey game for a whole year, one game. Like, it's kind of difficult. You don't think about that. But you're practicing every day, so you're still, you know, you're in great shape. Uh, you just kind of get back to, like, game formation. And really, while we were doing uh, – while we were working on, uh, like, kind of like a tryout, if you would say, but trying to figure out what players are going to play before the year, uh, just having, like, brown and gold games, we call them, scrimmages before the game, inter-squad games. I really found a good fit with a couple guys. Uh, as soon as they put me on a line with uh, Wade Allison and Colt Conrad, two guys that uh, uh, one guy signed an AHL deal last, last year, and then uh, Wade Allison who signed an AHL deal with the Flyers, uh, really worked out for me. Um, I think my game as a speedy guy really, really kind of complemented their two games. And I had a really, really good breakout year. I had a lot of points, I think 36 points in almost – a 38, 40 games. So we had a good year. We had a good year as a team and uh, it was good to have success and find success that uh, I was really looking for unexpected, but um, kind of uh, division one game was a little bit conformed to my game when, when it was skill and speed. So yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. And I uh, really just complimented what I had to bring to the table. And uh, it was a bit of a different game from the NA, which was kind of surprising, but um, they're all different and, it just showed that what I brought to the table kind of worked for me. Yeah, there. no doubt. Um, so that, you know, that, that's, that was cool kind of watching you go through. I know we talked a bunch during your career and everything and, um, you know, getting excited for you. Um, and then. Yeah. You had a stent in the null as well. I mean, I, I, you played in the null South too. I mean, how, how do you know exactly how it is? I, yeah, I had a cup of coffee. <laughs> I mean, you play, you know, you know how it is, you know, how, you know how it is, you know, you did a little bit of travel and stuff. It's grind. I mean, it's the league. Yeah, it grind. is. Especially it's... being down, being down in the South. Junior man. hockey. I mean, you were, in, in, you were obviously in Topeka for, for a little bit. And like, I was in Amarillo and you know, you're traveling and you yeah. love that Corpus Christi trip because you know, you're like, wow, these guys are living the life. They're down on the ocean just having the, you know, the time. Um, yeah, like on a different note, like people don't understand, like sometimes like what exactly it takes like to be down there. Like I've been uh, I've been down there and uh, people you you leave on a bus at 11 p.m. and drive through the night. You're sleeping on the ground of a bus or on the bus. So if you're a rookie, you're with two guys in the seat. You're sleeping that night. That's how you're sleeping. And that's just how they got to do it. And like, I, I mean, it's tough. I got some like real real horror stories but it's what you got to go through to you if you want that division one scholarship or that chance at that scholarship i got traded from uh from austin to to cooley and it's not yeah, easy they, they gave me another bag i had to play and they told me to trade you to janesville i didn't have another bag and i i i walk into janesville i'm playing that night and i got a black garbage bag of my shit <laughs> and the coach said where's your bag i said this is what i got and i also also i got one stick they made me give all the stuff back, but that's just kind of the stuff that you go through if you want to make it. I mean, that's where I was in my life, so it kind of has a good appreciation for uh, like what I got, what I got now and stuff. So, T- did you have to use those Easton sticks, or what they get? What they give Start, you? We in Topeka, we started up with the Easton two pieces. So you go in there, you pick your bottom, then you pick your top. Oh, there was nothing less than 120 flex. <laughs> I'm 160 pounds soaking wet. I couldn't. I couldn't break that thing if I sat on it. <laughs> no, yeah, that's that's awesome. Um, you know, 
just some just some of the horror stories and now you know you're using top of the line obviously when playing at western and everything free sticks free skates so it's right. but it's you know it's the league of opportunity right yeah it's a league of opportunity uh some people call it the non-advancement league but i don't like that term i uh I think it's. I think there's a lot of opportunity. I mean, the, I talked to Western. They told me honestly, they came to watch another player, and they ended up seeing me, and that's just how it worked. They came to watch a player. Uh, he didn't really play well that game, I guess, or they may have liked me better. But they were, came to watch another player, and I just I took that. Uh, I took that and and kind of ran with it. So. Yeah. Um... For sure. See, obviously, obviously, it doesn't matter. There's always scouts in the building. People are always watching. So, you know, you got to give that high energy, high effort um, night in and night out because you never know who's going to see you. Yeah, exactly. Um, So, obviously, again, congratulations on signing with Buffalo. Um, Lifelong dream. Um, Knew you were a special player when at Team Cleveland you were scoring four or five goals and Tanya and Dave were yelling at you if you didn't get six or seven. Uh, (laughs) You know, it was was excellent. Excellence was expected out of you from day one. Um, And I like to think that a lot of it came from us playing mini hockey in your basement. Uh, Obviously, we we were always on the same team, though, which was great. We would never let anything fly that we were on different teams. You know, we – we would never let we would never let Charlie and Gordy not play together. We had they totally had to play. Yeah, together. no, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we had some good battles, man. My basement is. I went. Remember, we went down there the other day, and we said, "Wait, Dave, let us play on the ground on the ground in this." It's my basement is cement. There's like a centimeter of carpet. I'm like, dude, you did, could have just bought us some carpet. He's like, you. We loved it. I remember we used to bury each other into the cement walls. It was crazy. <laughs> This games would get insane, man. It was fun, though. I mean, when you're a kid, you don't ever notice that. We used to call our tell our dads to come down and get in net. Man, that must have hurt their knees. Man. Yeah, exactly. I'm feeling the effects of it now for sure. <laughs> Agreed, man. Agreed. But no, that was fun. And, uh, you know, Charlie Gerard, who's going to be a guest on the podcast coming up, uh, I think next week, was part of our group, too. And, and Gordy Harwood, who played hockey with us all growing up. So, you know, we had uh, – we were always hockey yep. oriented, always playing sports, uh, staying active. Uh, we, just, you know, a childhood that that anyone would have loved to have had, and um, you know, we were definitely lucky with with the, you know the friend group we had and just the competitiveness that we always had. It was it was game seven, no matter what we did, every single time, and that's something that we. And if someone wasn't bloody at the end of it, it was like you weren't playing hard. No, absolutely. I remember you. I remember using those Milex sticks. I sliced my thumb open because I broke it on a shot. Not a big deal. Uh, but you know, it, it, yeah, it was always game seven every time we played, and it was never the goal that went in was never really counted. Somehow there was some type of penalty on the play. We had to play for longer, man. It was just it was great. We had the the jock jams. CD going. If anyone like knows what I'm talking about, we had intro music. Man, we were, we were, we really were practicing for you know that Division One lifestyle, that hockey, that that we were pretending like we were in the NHL. We were like creating logos. <laughs> Your room was our locker room. <laughs> like total losers, but so funny. we would go, we would go. Yeah, well, we were we were what eight to ten years old, I and mean, you know. We, you know, we were little guys, man, but we were just, uh, yeah, we were pretend like we were in the NHL. It was good. It was great. I'm sure all the kids nowadays do the same thing. So, um, yeah, their yeah, dads probably made a little better setup for them, but that's all right. It made us gritty, and that's how we were able to play in the North South, right? Agreed. 
Exactly. That maybe that it's credited to my basement. I'd say so. Who knows? Oh, real quick, I want to touch on someone that <laughs> I played for, um, that you're also familiar with, JJ Crew. Um, he was my assistant coach at Ohio University when I played there. And then he went to, uh, so he played at Western and then was an assistant coach for us and then became, I think he's like your director right. of player development, maybe. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So he actually, he changed roles this upcoming year, uh, kind of became more of a coach, assistant coach uh, role. Now that he does more of a skills coach, face-off coach, real good guy, young guy, um, bright future in the hockey world. Um uh, loves good communicator, uh, does a lot of our skill work, uh, does a lot of video. Every time I walk by the office, the guy's watching video, um, but he's a good guy, uh, loves to learn, and he's got a good group there at Western with uh, Coach Murray, Coach Fershweiler, and uh, Coach Shack to uh, kind of be around as he continues to grow. And uh, I know you were uh, kind of close with him as he helped OU out, and he was a good player here at Western, and uh, he's looking to get into coaching and continue that path, but uh, he's a good, he's a good dude, good player, and I uh, wish you yeah, all no the best. Yeah, no doubt. For sure. So, how was, uh, how was head coach Murray? How was Coach Murray? Yeah, so coach, yeah, so coach Murray is a, it's a real demanding coach, and I won't ever tell anyone otherwise. He coached in the NHL for many years, and uh, has coached the best, uh, the best of the best players. Knows how to deal with those players. Knows how to deal with uh, a lot of people. His best attribute is probably his ability to deal with people and know how to how to teach people one way or another he knows how to uh kind of uh get through to a player whether they need more encouragement positivity negativity he needs to be on your butt and he needs to kind of get stay off he's real good with that and uh he was just a good good person real good uh, teacher and becoming a becoming a man and kind of growing up and outside of hockey you know he'd send us videos and uh would kind of like for example he'd say you know make your bed in the morning, give us a video of the, the U S Navy SEAL talking about his making him be- making his bed in the morning. Yep. I don't know if you guys ever seen that video, but it's just, yeah, it's just a little inspirational stuff like that, where it was just sometimes it was hockey related. Sometimes it wasn't. So um, he's a great coach and uh, I would definitely wish him all the best as he continues on. Yeah. The There's something to be said about that video as well. Um, I played, I played for Austin's yeah. dad. Uh, Marty Quarters, and he was he was big on that. You know, you want to uh, you want to change the world. You know, uh, make your bed right. You want to make a difference in the world. Make your bed. It starts with the little things, attention to detail, and exactly. uh, obviously people that live their life like yeah. that. Um, you know, they're respected and they're definitely ahead of the curve. You know, preparation is key, and uh, just going about the little things. Yeah. You know, on a daily basis, and um, you know, getting your work done. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, 100%. And I'd say he had a big impact in me uh, deciding, to, deciding to sign with the Sabres, and I was a free agent, and um, he's just a real good coach and kind of was good with uh, explaining, telling me what exactly I needed to do to get into that situation to where a team could, you know, see you as uh, an NHL prospect and what exactly you need to do for them to, to, to say that, you know, you could play in the NHL one day or to see you in that light. So really turned my game around, maybe a team player, made me more of a well-rounded uh, person and player. So, yeah, it was a good good uh, four years. At yeah, Western. and then um, obviously signing with the Buffalo Sabres, but you've been to a few different camps. You went to Vegas's camp, correct, and then Buffalo's camp. Mm-hmm. Um, how, how was yeah. that? How was being in that environment? Did you, did you like the camp situation, yeah. like the camp feel? 
yeah. So, so once again, it's just another step up from Division One hockey. That really the camp feel is maybe a couple of NHL guys, rookie guys that have got some games under their belt. But for the majority of it, it's the uh, AHL guys plus the draft picks or free agents that they've decided to bring. Um, about 40 guys called go to each camp. And I uh, went to Vegas the first year, which was actually pretty cool because they were they just become a team, and it was like the first one that they've done. They made that Stanley Cup run, and then I went. So there was a lot of enthusiasm um, within the community. I, I didn't know really what to expect. People were lining up at 7 a.m. just to watch us practice. And, like, there's no – at that point, you know, there's not really many. It's just kind of the future guys, right? There's no NHLers now on that team, one or two maybe, that come to that camp. But uh, I didn't really know what to expect from Buffalo, but um, it was amazing energy when I got there. The city is just a blue-collar city. It reminded me a lot of Cleveland, um, where I live and where you live. And uh, the blue-collar city on the lake feel is exactly what it was like, and it was a good t- good uh, time there. I really loved it there. Um, the passion for hockey is unmatched. Uh, they only they have the sa- they have the uh, the Bills there, but it's uh, just out of town. Um, but so the Sabers are really the only uh, professional team they have there. So it's just uh, all all Sabers all the time there. Very cool. Um, I'm excited to get started and get there as soon as this this coronavirus can kind of calm down and I can get there and start training and kind of really feel like what it's like to uh, be around the building there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, no, I can't, I can't wait to get, you know, my signed Jersey. I can't wait to go to that first game. It's, uh, it's definitely going to be uh, something cool that lies ahead. And then, yeah. So w- let me get a, let me get a thought from you here. What's your thought on Winnipeg Jets forward, Jansen Harkins? <laughs> Yeah, so uh, obviously I'm a little biased. Hung out, we hung out with Jansen last. We went to Florida with him. Me and you. Uh, that's actually the first time I met him. Uh, he's like a foot taller than me, and he's two years <laughs> younger than me. So my first impression was, "Holy crap, is this guy 30?" But uh, he's like two years younger than me, and uh, you know, and the guy's uh, playing in the NHL. Just kind of really had a breakout year here. Um, played a lot of games your cousin and uh, really has a bright future going forward. I'm waiting to see what he's going to sign here as a contract. I know his uh, contract was, was up this year. Correct. I think he's going to, he's got a big ticket coming uh, next year, hopefully. And looking, looking for the best for him as his continue, as his uh, future continues. And uh, he's a young kid and he's bright and it looks like he's going to, he's got all the makings of a good, yeah, no doubt. Pro. I think uh, I think you know if that game gets to happen where you two are lining up against each other, that would be a pretty special moment. Just wanted to say again, thank you for jumping on. But do you have any other final thoughts? Do you have any? Uh, you know, we'll keep we'll keep the war stories for uh, later on in your career. But do you have any fi- final thoughts you want to leave with anyone you want to thank or shout out? Well, obviously, thank you guys for having on me, but or having me on, but. Um just i would really say to like your listeners like you got a lot of junior hockey guys a lot of younger guys looking to make the make the jump uh in their career from either junior to college or from triple a to junior double a to junior wherever they're trying to go i would just say really don't ever like give up on it i know it's like super cliche but uh just uh don't ever stop that dream i think guys sometimes stop it too soon when you never really know so i'm that i'm kind of that living that living breathing proof that you never really give up until, until they say you gotta you gotta give up until it's absolutely done. So uh, that's all I would say. I know there's gonna be a lot of guys listening to this, a lot of junior hockey players, a lot of younger guys. So 
I would just say work your bag off and uh, you never know what can happen. Some guys are uh, real, real late bloomers and it worked out and ended up good for me. So I would just say continue, continue on that path of working hard and, uh, and never give up for sure. Yeah, no doubt. All right, Dawson. Thanks for jumping on everyone. Dawson DiPietro, uh, Walsh Jesuit to signing his first pro contract. So, you know, we wish you all the best. Uh, I can't wait to, you know, watch you progress throughout your, you know, your career. And I'm really excited for you, buddy. Absolutely. Thanks, Harks. We'll talk soon, buddy. Thanks for having me, guys.